Live from Nashville, Tennessee, it's Dawn and Steve in the morning. Good morning from Moody Radio. Our second Bob of today, of the three, kicks off this hour. It's Dr. Bob Moller, ready to take your calls at 800-555-7898. Well, we are looking forward to this conversation with uh, Dr. Bob Moller uh, for Keeps Ministries in just a moment. But let me throw a question out there at you. Have you walked through a difficult season in your marriage? Is something where resilience was needed. And because of that resiliency and walking through that challenge, you've kind of come out on the other side of that with a new relationship, a better one. We'd love to hear your story. We can uh, encourage each other this morning with those, uh, with those stories. You can call or text 800-555-7898. That's 800-555-7898. Our guest this hour is Dr. Bob Moeller, the founder and the president of For Keeps Ministries. And Bob, uh, it's good to have you in the studio with us this Thank morning. Thank you, Steve. You know, as uh, long as I've known you, and it goes back... Good number of years now at this point. I've so appreciated your passion for the Word of God and how we can apply that to our relationships and specifically our marriages. And as a part of For Keeps Ministries, um, you have been doing this for at least about, what, 15 years now? Our ministry, called the longer title, For yeah. Better, For Worse, For Keeps, you can't get all that on a license plate, um, <laughs> <laughs> For Better, For Worse, For Keeps Ministries, uh, began 15 years ago. But Cheryl and I actually published our first book on marriage by that title 30 years ago wow. this year. Wow. So we've been involved in marriage ministry for that length of time. Well, if you want to find out more, the website is forkeepsministries.com. But we're going to spend a little time this morning talking about resiliency. And uh, there are good seasons of life where re- resiliency doesn't seem like it's it's needed much. It's just easy. And then we go through hard seasons of life. And uh, whether it's marriage or something else, we need to be resilient. Um, so we're all on the same page here. Let's start. What is your definition of resiliency? It's the ability to withstand trials and difficulties and come back stronger than before. Hmm. Well, hopefully every marriage needs to be able to do just that. If you're married to any length of time, you know it doesn't take long for sin to pop up and you need to withstand those trials and uh, to come back. Yes, you know, I think anyone who's been married for any length of time knows the wind blows both ways. Sometimes it blows at your back, and it moves you along, and those days are pleasant and memorable. And then other days, it blows from in front of you and challenges you, and uh, sometimes you wonder, can we hang on? Can we survive this? It's, it's just too difficult. Uh, are we going to get through this? It's not always just maybe a marriage problem and be a crisis yeah. that the two of you have to uh, face. Yeah. And when those crises come, we can look to Scripture and and pull a lot of truth from that. And we're going to do that throughout this hour here. Um, But when we look to the Word of God, we see see resiliency in Jesus. We see it in his followers. As you think about um, how you see resiliency on display in God's Word, is there a certain passage or story that comes to mind quickly for you? Well, it's found in so many places, but one that I'm particularly fond of is the story of Joseph, because if there was ever a man that displayed resiliency, yeah, um, he lost his mother when he was a young boy. She died in childbirth. His brothers, jealous, actually hated him. He was torn from his family, sold into slavery. 
Um, when he gets to Egypt, even though he tries to do his best, he's accused falsely of a crime and put in prison. Um, yet he emerges as the vice pharaoh of Egypt, saves the known world from starvation, and forgives his brothers who did all of this. What a marvelous example. But I'm just going to pull out a few verses from Genesis chapter 41, verse 51 and 52. This is just a brief summary of Joseph getting married Hmm. and uh, having his first two children. And there's much to learn just in this. It says, Before the years of famine in Egypt came, two sons were born to Joseph by Azanath, daughter of Potiphar, priest of On. Joseph named his firstborn Manasseh and said, It is because God has made me forget all my trouble in all my father's household. Mm-hmm. Now, when you consider how much trouble he had been through, that's no small statement. That's, yeah. that's no asterisk. And the word Manasseh in Hebrew means to forget. Mm-hmm. So he names his first child. Now, God did not erase the memory, but he released him from the memory of these things. His pain and suffering no longer defined him. It, I, I think it must have been funny when people would say, Joseph, what a beautiful boy you have. What's his name? And he'd say, I forget, which is <laughs> what it means. That he would say, well, yeah. come on, you must remember. I mean, no, I forget. Well, the second son, he named Ephraim and said, it is because God has made me fruitful in the land of my suffering. There is a true statement of resilience. In mm-hmm. fact, the word Ephraim in Hebrew means twice fruitful. So God has not only made me fruitful in the place where I suffered so much, went through so many trials, I am abundantly fruitful. So much uh, good already, and we're just getting started as we uh, continue the conversation throughout this hour with Dr. Bob Moeller, the founder and president of For Keeps Ministries. They've got a special event coming up that we're going to tell you a little bit more about, but you're going to find links to that at our Facebook page, Don Steve in the Morning. If you want to find out more about For Keeps Ministries, you can go check out the website, forkeepsministries.com. I want to talk a little bit about that forget thing. How can we do that in marriage? That's on the way. Stay tuned. Thanks for listening to Dawn and Steve in the Morning. On YouTube today, DJ Marotta shares about his book, Liturgy in the Wilderness. Join us on the journey to reach 200 subscribers in March. If you've already subscribed, tell someone about it and we'll be there. Search for us at youtube.com forward slash at Dawn and Steve. Well, that is one way you can connect with us. You can also do that on Facebook. And if you're there and you're on our page, you're going to see a link there. For Better For Worse For Keeps Ministries has a special event coming up that we're going to tell you a little bit more about that, all about resiliency in your marriage. But you can go check that out right now. We've got the link uh, for this event on our Facebook page. Dr. Bob Moeller is the founder and the president of For Keeps Ministries, and uh, we're talking about resiliency in uh, in marriage. And, and you were just taking us to the book of Genesis a few moments ago, chapter uh, 41, taking a look at Joseph and how when it came time for him to name his kids, Manasseh was one of those names. And I, I just want to pick up on something you said there, that name Manasseh meaning I forget. I think one of the challenges that we can face in marriage is we can't forget. We can't forget the wounding. We can't forget the wrong that that spouse has maybe done to us. We can't forget the way that we have been hurt. And uh, that, that keeps us kind of stuck in that. Maybe we're even nursing those wounds and we don't want to forget, even though we know we probably should. How do we 
get to a point like Joseph where we can say, I forget. Well, I think it comes down to an issue of identity, actually. And by identity is, I mean, how do you define who you are? Many people choose to define themselves by the wrongs that have been done to them, the pain that they have endured in life, the injustices, whether it be a mate that walked away or, you know, um, uh, the difficulties that they've had in their relationship with their in-laws or just a variety of the common uh, struggles of marriage. And if you believe that your identity is the sum total of how people have treated you, you're going to be stuck there for a long, long time and maybe never get free and sadly develop things like bitterness or depression or anxiety, a number of really um, difficult emotions. But we are not defined in God's eyes. If we are a child of his, that is, a follower of Jesus Christ, uh, those who John says have been given the right to be called children of God, if we have been born again, our identity is the finished work of of Christ on the cross. Mm. Every day we need to reaffirm that identity. That, look, it's not how people treat me, what they think of me. It's not whether I'm uh, at work recognized for who I am or passed over. It's not how my siblings, you know, look at me or forget me for family events. You know, you can go on and on. No, I'm defined by the finished work of Christ. And I wear the robes of righteousness of Christ. Think of that today. Imagine him putting on you the perfect, sinless, holy robes of Christ on you. Now that's how God sees you when he looks at you this morning, whether you're in the car, at work already, at home, making breakfast, you are wearing the robes of Christ. Now, um, the second thing we do is uh, not only do we have to understand our identity, which Joseph did, he no longer was defined by how his brothers had treated him or how Potiphar had falsely accused him. Number two, and this is very important as well, is that we have to look at our past in different eyes. Um, When Joseph's brothers arrive in Egypt, he looks at them when he makes himself known and says, you sold me into Egypt. Now there's the pain, there's, there's the hurt. But then in the next sentence he says, however, don't be distressed with yourselves. Do not be angry because it was to save lives that God sent me ahead of you. So it was not you who sent me, but God. Mm. You see, we cannot change our past. The only thing we can do is change our interpretation of our past. See, we we can't change the actual events. No time machine to go back and redo this. No back to the future or whatever. Instead, we have to say, I'm going to look at my life, my marriage, everything. I'm going to look at it through God's eyes and what he intended. You meant it for good. God meant it for good. The saving of many lives, which is now being accomplished. So I tell people, do you want to believe the devil's script of your life, or do you want to believe God's script? All of us have a simple choice. If I go the devil's route, yes, I'll be discouraged. I may even become hateful. But if I choose God's script, I am more than a conqueror through him who has loved me. So even the worst that has happened to us, we can now look back on that and say, God has redeemed this. Mm, God is redeeming this. He is in the process of using this uh, to bring him glory 
And as Joseph said, actually, the, the saving of many lives. Uh, um, the word uh, deliverance and save is, is uh, in Hebrew root word, is Yeshua, from which we get the word Jesus. Yeah. And so he says, God sent me ahead of you to Jesus your lives with a great Jesus. And isn't that a wonderful way to look at your life? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. And yet so many of us don't look at it through that lens, and I appreciate the challenge for us to do that. Sometimes we make some very common rookie mistakes in our marriages. We're going to come back in just a few moments, talk about some of those rookie mistakes that we might be making instead of choosing to look like Bob was just challenging us. You want to connect? You can do that through our Facebook page, Don Steve in the Morning. Dawn and Steve are on Twitter. Just search for at D&S Mornings to find them and to follow them there. Well, we are talking with Dr. Bob Moeller this morning. He is the founder and president of For Keeps Ministries. And, uh, Bob, we're talking about resiliency in marriage this morning, uh, taking us to Genesis 41 to, to take a look at that. But there are some common rookie mistakes that we might be making. Yeah, there are. And the thing is, uh, we, Steve, we can be making these in our 25th year of marriage. <laughs> yeah. You know, it should be rookie mistakes. I mean, I, uh, I wish I had known these, you know, starting out the marriage journey myself. But let's look at some of those because this is the wrong. These are the enemies of resilience. Uh-huh. In other words, this is what will trip us up if we're going through some difficult stretches in the road. Number one, we try and change the other person. And I'll just have to tell you with a uh, loving heart. It never works. Yeah. <laughs> it never works. You will never change your spouse, but you were never uh, intended to change your spouse. That is entirely God's domain. He's the only one that can change us from the inside out. So it doesn't mean we can't influence our spouse. It doesn't mean we can't pray for them. We just have to give up the task of remaking them. And there's a lot of unhappiness in marriage because each person is trying to change the other. Sure. And giving up that is going to obviously make a huge, huge difference. Um, needs are also something that uh, I know is a common rookie yes, mistake. Yes, another mistake is to assume their needs, uh, my needs, are their needs. In other words, what I want or what I need out of this marriage is exactly what they need. So I'm going to provide for them what I would really like, but then we discover they're not satisfied with that because it isn't really their needs. Years ago, uh, the marriage counselor, Willard Harley, wrote a book, His Needs, Her Needs. And he listed five male needs, five female needs. And some of those for women need affection and conversation, family involvement. Men need a recreational companion. They need honesty and openness. They need um, serenity in their home. And as you can see, none of them match up. Yeah. Yeah, it shows us just uh, the fact that we're going to have to kind of work together as a team. Exactly, and we're going to have to learn unselfishness. Uh, Number three, criticize their family. Uh, It only makes your spouse feel rejected. More Mm -hmm. rejected is the truth of it. I don't care how right I may be or you may be about your spouse's family. You may have nailed it. I mean, you may really understand them and can articulate it in a few sentences. Don't do it. Because all it will do is crush the heart of your spouse. Why? They came from that family. And by saying, I reject them, you are saying, I reject you. Mm. 
Well, let's stick on the family thing here. We don't want to criticize, you know, your your spouse's family, but we can overshare with family too, right? Well, I, it's okay to criticize your own family. I mean, and but as a spouse, you should just listen uh, sympathetically, but don't pile on. Um, but yeah, we really have to realize that um, uh, our spouse's family. Uh, they they may be struggling with it, and we need to support them, but it is their responsibility to deal with those issues, not yours. Yeah. Well, there's uh, also the temptation to maybe overshare family stuff with family. Yes. Oh, you don't want to do that. Um, you know, <laughs> another rookie mistake. Number four, call and tell your family how unhappy you are. You know what? They'll never get over it. <laughs> That's the problem. Once you start sharing with your family, the fight you just had or the problems you're having, you'll get all the sympathy in the world, right? You'll yeah. probably, oh, poor dear, you know, that's so wrong. But you two make up. You two finally work it out and move on. They're still stuck there. Yeah. Well, that's uh, unfortunately something that I'm sure you've seen far too many times. One of the things that I think a lot of people may struggle with, and uh, this is one of the things you point out as a rookie mistake, is listening to the lie that you married the wrong person. Yeah, because it is a lie. Um, once you have married someone, they are the right person. What God has joined together, let no man separate. And that includes even your own thoughts, which say, um, you know, you married the wrong person. What a mistake. Uh, just call it quits. Now, I understand that tragically uh, things can happen. You know, a spouse can desert you, divorce you, be unfaithful to you. That's not what I'm talking about this morning. I'm talking about the disappointment you feel when you realize that they are not perfect. And (laughs) neither are you when they realize that. I think it's one of Satan's most insidious lies. You married the wrong person. What's the motivation to try to keep going? What hope do you have? What if we say God is actually bigger? than any choice I have made, regardless of the circumstances of that choice. Maybe I was living in rebellion and sin, and maybe I was far from God. You mean God can't deal with that? He can't overcome that? I often say in our marriage conference, imagine God pacing up and down the hallways of heaven, rubbing his brow with a look of consternation, saying, Bob and Cheryl, Bob and Cheryl, they got married. I never saw it coming. (laughs) Anybody here have any suggestions? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you look at it like that, it it, it is comes laughable, doesn't it? Talking with uh, Dr. Bob Moeller this morning, founder, president of Four Keeps Ministries, and we're going to continue this conversation with him coming up in just a few moments. Thanks for being with us. Why not take Dawn and Steve with you wherever you go? You can download the Moody Radio app. Thanks for listening to Dawn and Steve in the morning. We are talking this hour with Dr. Bob Moeller, founder and president of For Keeps Ministries, and talking about resiliency in marriage and uh, some of the rookie mistakes that will <laughs> hinder that is what we have been talking about. But, Bob, I want to wrap up with a little bit of uh, encouragement and hope this hour here. And so rather than uh, rookie mistakes, what are some of the things that we can do to be a little bit more resilient in marriage? Well, there are two uh, major steps. One is to change relationships, not spouses. Uh, And I'll say that again, change your relationship, uh, but not spouses. Uh, If you have a bad relationship or it's not going well, well, you know, get rid of it, but don't get rid of the person. 
get a new relationship with the same person. Now, it's going to save you a lot of money, (laughs) regardless of what else benefits it's going to offer. But what I mean is that um, your relationship needs um, transformation, and God wants to provide that. And he can do that, for example, by uh, climbing down the pain ladder where you go from your anger to actually looking at the hurt in each other's lives. And when you get to the hurt level, you can reconcile that much easier. Um, A second part of this would be to let God write your story. In other words, I was talking in an earlier segment about how Joseph allowed God to change his perspective on all that had happened to him. Mm -hmm. He said, you meant it for evil. God meant it for good. The saving of many lives that uh, now is being accomplished. And I think God will do that for each of us. He can write our story if we allow him to. And it has incredibly different meaning and a marvelously different conclusion. You know, a lot of us want to write our story and then almost uh, let God kind of sign off on the bottom of that, like That's he's the right. co-author right. Uh, of that the, that book. And we may struggle when we hear you say, let God write your story, to know exactly what that means, what that would look like. When you say, let God write your story, some of us may think, oh, well, then what part do I play? Am I hands off in this? Do I coast? Do I whatever? Uh, because I've been trying to write my story and it's not been working. How do I let? How do I learn to let God write my story, Bob? Well, what I mean by that is looking at your life through God's perspective, and it's the Word of God which gives us God's perspective that we can turn to. And for example. Um, The Bible talks so often about how the testing of our faith is not meant to crush us. It's not meant to take us out of the game, but rather it's to teach us, for example, perseverance, uh, to to create hope in our lives. And being able to—this is a realization I've come to, uh, Steve, that has been so helpful. The trials I go through or have been through— The testing of my faith is not so God can see if my faith is real. He already knows everything. There's nothing for him to discover. It's so that I can know it's real. Mm. He puts me or allows me to go through these things so that I can know my faith is genuine. And just look at your life through that prism that God has been trying to show you that your faith is real and Mm. that it's genuine and that it's going to endure to the end. I mean, that's a very, very important lesson to learn, and it will change your perspective on your marriage and what you've been through. Well, we're uh, talking with Dr. Bob Moeller this morning about resiliency in uh, marriage, and uh, I've got a, a caller on the line this morning. Good morning, caller. Hello. You're on with Dr. Bob Moeller. Good morning. Good morning. You have a question or comment for Dr. Bob this morning? Yes. So, <clears throat> we've had a a lot of trauma in our marriage um, about five years ago. Uh, the trauma, the traumatic things stopped about five years ago. Uh, I had a very bad drug addiction. Uh, have found freedom. Uh, been sober for almost five years now. Congratulations. Um, shortly after. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, shortly. Shortly after. As, God's restoring my marriage. Uh, the intimacy is being restored in my marriage. Um, we had we had another child. Um, 
you know, God, God's, God's restoring our marriage. We get pregnant. The, the literal same moment that we found out we were pregnant, the, the physical intimacy ceased. Like it was a light switch. The, the, the physical intimacy just literally vanished. Uh, and that's been three years ago. Her, her responses um, that it's a female thing, that's a hormonal thing. And I just, my question is, is that a female thing? Is that a, is that a possibility or is there probably some more deeper things going on? Well, you can't rule out the possibility of some physical conditions, um, hormonal changes at work. Uh, her system may have never gone back to what it was prior. I'm not, not a, a doctor. That's really worthy of investigation from a medical standpoint. If, however, there are other issues there that the, between you that maybe are unresolved, in other words, you came, she, you came out of a, an addiction, she came out of a nightmare. Um, or she came through a very, very hard time of her life as uh, she went through this. And there may be residual scars and wounds in her heart. And that really requires um, listening, uh, sitting perhaps in front of someone uh, who has a biblical view, view of the world and, and our hearts. In other words, her heart may have been damaged and I'm not exactly certain why in this situation she'd not be able to respond to you, but I think that's a root issue more than a fruit issue. And um, I would really encourage you to pursue that with a pastor, a Christian counselor, someone who understands what a damaged heart, where we're supposed to give and receive love, can do uh, to, to have it healed. Caller, so appreciate uh, your boldness and willingness to uh, call in and to, to ask that question. I think you may be asking a question that a lot of people would uh, maybe want to verbalize, but lack the courage to do so, and so appreciate that. I also uh, know that you and Cheryl have uh, written a book about those that damaged heart and yeah. how to, to protect that and grow that and, and heal that. Yes, we wrote a book a number of years ago called The Marriage Miracle. Yeah. And uh, it was, uh, I would encourage our caller to go online to Amazon or someplace, get a used copy of it, uh, The Marriage Miracle uh, by Bob and Cheryl Moeller. And I think in it, you'll see the steps to healing a damaged heart that we outline. Well, we appreciate uh, you coming in this morning and spending some time uh, with us. Dr. Bob Moeller is the president and founder of For Keeps Ministries. And if you want to find out more about their ministry, it is forkeepsministries.com. And for those in the Nashville area, they have an upcoming marriage conference. And you can uh, find more information about that by going to our Facebook page and clicking on the link. On Facebook, it's Don and Steve in the morning. This is Moody Radio. Donna Steve in the morning on the air. Thanks to support from Nova Hearing located in Middle Tennessee. They're committed to helping people hear better with their customized hearing solutions for each individual. More information at 615-505-1990. That's Nova Hearing at 615-505-1990. Well, those listening in Nashville, I just mentioned a moment ago that there's this upcoming marriage conference. It is the Resilient Marriage Conference, and it's going to be taking place 
um, on Saturday, April 22nd from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. And it's going to be at the Rolling Hills Retreat over in Franklin. If you want to find out more information about this, I encourage you to do that. You're going to find that by coming to our Facebook page, Don and Steve in the Morning on Facebook. And uh, you're going to find the link there to this For Keeps Resilient Marriage Conference. I encourage you to go check that out again on Facebook. You're just looking for Don and Steve in the Morning.